This is episode 51, NBA, who's moving on? Good afternoon. Welcome to Flying in Sports. Where we fly around nationwide talking about what's going on in the sports world. We're your hosts, Joey Polizzi. And Costas Cucunadas. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at flyinginsports underscore podcast. Welcome to our 51st episode. And as we mentioned last week, we will be creating a YouTube channel. Our first episode will be on Tuesday, June 22nd. Be sure to follow us on Instagram so you can know when we officially make the YouTube page. We also be doing a giveaway. So, so when you subscribe, you will be rewarded. So you do not want to miss out on that. However, today we will be discussing the NBA playoffs and who's moving on to round two. Ready, Costas? Let's get to it. All right, let's start like we did last week with the 76ers versus the Wizards series. 76ers, they're up 3-1. to one. Do you think they roll and beat the Wizards in five? Oh, 100%. Um, you were right about last time. You, you said the Wizards would sneak in the game. They did. But you know what? Those Sixers, again, are just too good. And, uh, you know, the Wizards, were gonna, they put up a good run in game five, but or in game four, I should say. But, you know, game five is going to be over with, and the Sixers will be moving on. Yeah, the Sixers are a great basketball team, way improved from last year. Joel Embiid's taking a step up in his game. Ben Simmons is playing great on defense. You know, he's making those plays on offense as well. And Tobias Harris actually has an increased role this year. I love to see it. And I think a big reason for this is because of Doc Rivers. Do you think Doc Rivers is the reason why the 76ers team is so good and why they were the number one seed this year? Well, you know what? The Sixers really just, you know, they had the team there. You know, they, they finished uh, their team off by making a couple acquisitions and Seth Curry and, and Danny Green and all that. But you know what? Doc Rivers makes the, you know, he makes the final move, man. He sh- shows up to the Sixers team that needed, you know, a leader. Brett Brown wasn't, you know, good enough. And Doc Rivers is that guy, you know. He's, you know, proved it in Boston and in L.A. And uh, that's why they're number one seed. I agree. Yeah, this team is looking great in the playoffs. You know, maybe they lost game four. Joel Embiid got hurt, so maybe that could have been the reason. But I don't think the Wizards win here in game five. I think the Sixers do roll. Sixers are back home. They'll win in their home stadium. And they'll move on to the next round. Four to one. Wizards, great season for them. Starting from really a terrible record at the beginning of the season to working their way up, having one of the best records in the second half of the season. Just wasn't enough when you're playing against this tough, 76ers team. Next up, we got the New York Knicks versus the Atlanta Hawks. And I think people are surprised with this one, Costas, aren't you? Yeah, I'm pretty surprised. Three to one Atlanta Hawks, and it seems like the Hawks are really the much better team. They're rolling. Knicks, can they do it? Down three to one. They go back home for game five. Will they stay alive? Well, you know what? I think they'll sneak one more game out, but, you know, the Hawks will close them out. Um, you know, but this this series has been very entertaining. Honestly, you know, the amount of people, you know, talking crap to each other, you know, it, it's kind of funny and it's kind of great. And uh, it brings back some good old vibes from, you know, past playoff series. And, you know, the Knicks, though, they lost their momentum. I think they'll take the next game, but they'll definitely lose uh, in six. I'm with you on that. I think the Knicks do take the next game in game five. But the Hawks, they're just a better team, man. They they really are. Trey Young's playing a good Good level right now in Clint Capella, John Collins. It's kind of just the Hawks, it's the Hawks show. And speaking of fans, you know, creating that environment in each stadium for the Knicks and the Hawks. What do you think about fans this year, man? They're they're causing a lot of troubles. Why? 
Well, you know what? After the it's it just it's a domino effect, man. It's like the first fan that did something got so much attention, so someone else wanted to do it, and then we had the Russell Westbrook situation and the Kyrie Irving situation, and then the the one that tried to run up on uh, on the Wizards court. You know, it was just all for attention, man. And you know, the media is at fault for this for you know, really just making such a big deal. And, you know, that's pretty attractive to those people that are trying to get on TV. Yeah, people love to be on TV, man. They love it. And I think it all started with the Knicks fans spitting at Trey Young, right? I think that was, like, the first big big fan doing something wrong. Yep, and then the Russell Westbrook thing, followed by the Kyrie Irving thing, and then followed by the Wizards uh, guy running on court. Yeah, and even the Jazz and Grizzlies, I heard – a lot of Grizzlies fans were saying shit to John Moran's dad, some racist stuff to him. Come on, man. This is a basketball game. Cheer for your team. If you want to talk trash, you can talk trash. But don't be spitting, throwing water bottles at players. Like, come on. I think that's just that's just unethical and just not a part of the game, you know? Yeah, I agree. It, it's just, I don't know. I don't approve of any of that, but. I think the do I think the Hawks do move on here. They take six games from the Knicks, and it's going to be an interesting series between the Hawks and the 76ers. But we'll talk about that next week when that actually series starts. Let's talk about two series in the Eastern Conference that are already finished. The Bucks, who swept the Miami Heat, are the Bucks a real contender this year, man? They they kind of steamroll through that Miami Heat team that just made the finals last year. Yeah, 100%. I think they're definitely contenders now. Um, you know, they really just, you know, like you said, they steamrolled through. They're proving that they're a playoff team. You know, all that hate that they're getting, you know, they're proving it wrong, and they're doing it in the right way, and they swept the Heat, which, again, you said made the finals last year. Um, but you know what? I think the Heat, you know, after watching the whole series, I think, you know, they were a broken team at the point where they were in the playoffs. But definitely I do think the Bucks are good, but I think they're no match for um, – the Nets. I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a very good series. I would actually not be surprised if the Bucks do move on. You know, they swept the Heat pretty quick. They were the first team to move on. They have a lot of rest now. Giannis gets the rest up. Chris Middleton gets the rest up. Drew Holiday gets the rest up. And, you know, they beat a Heat team that many thought were going to be a sleeper team in the playoffs. I personally didn't think so. I think the Heat's run was, was over. They got lucky last year. And come 2021, they just weren't as a complete basketball team as they were last year. The Bucks did stop Jimmy Butler, and that's props to them. We'll see what they can do on defense, trying to stop Jimmy, uh, trying to stop Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant. It's going to be hard, but we'll see if the Bucks can do it. Bucks 4-0, moving on. Next up here, we got the Nets versus the Celtics. Celtics did take one game, but the Nets won 4-1 to in the series. So after watching the big three all together, James Harding, Kyrie Irving, and KD, what do you think of them three? Do you think that they can actually make the finals? Well, you know what? I think this series is very eye-opening to, you know, everyone out that was hating. I mean, yeah, the Boston Celtics were pretty good, man. Yeah, they didn't have Jalen Brown. And yeah, they pretty much, you know, broke their whole team this year. But you know what? They were still playing against a team that was putting in a lot of effort to stay in it. And, you know, the big three of... James Harden, Kyrie, and KD really proved that they're really scary. And this is going to be, you know, a, a good run against the Bucs uh, in the next round. Yeah, that might be one of the best series. Next round, Bucks, Nets, both of those already moved on. They already won. So it's going to be a very interesting series. Did you hear about, uh, about the Celtics news this morning? What was the Celtics news? Danny Ainge is out as president of 
the Boston Celtics. Wow, yeah, they had to go a different route, I think, man. I think the amount of point guards they've had really just proved that uh, Danny Ainge wasn't working out if he couldn't find a point guard. Yeah, he stepped down, which is very interesting. I don't know. He, I he liked him as part of the Celtics guy, you know, really taking control. He made some blockbuster trades in his time with them. But do you know who the new guy is who's stepping into a full-time role? Who? Brad Stevens. Really? Yeah. He stepped into That's the very Celtics front office in a full-time role while Danny Ainge stepped down. So, Brad Stevens, full-time row. What do you think about that? Well, you know what? I really thought he was going to leave, man. But I guess, honestly, it might have been the money or it might have been just the position. So what is he now? Is he uh, the head of basketball operations and head coach? Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work out either. I thought, really, I thought the the Celtics were going to move on from Brad Stevens. I thought this, when I got the notification this morning, I thought it was going to be Brad Stevens will step down as head coach of the Celtics. But I don't I don't know why. They, maybe they see something in Brad Stevens. I, I don't think Brad Stevens will still be the coach because he's moving into that front office position. So the Celtics will find a new coach. I just think it comes down to the Celtics wanted to keep Brad Stevens. They thought Brad Stevens was, was great for the program, just not as a coach anymore. So I think that's why they moved on. And we'll see now who they hire for their new coach. Uh, you you got to imagine he will be better than Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens was good beginning of his career with the Celtics, but the last two, three seasons, the Celtics really disappointed, don't you think? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, again, going back to what I said about the point guard situation, man, they just needed a point guard, man. They were one point guard away from being, I think, a championship caliber team. Uh, maybe not so much with the roster they had this year, but, you know, in the past, they were a scary team. Um, and like I said, I think they just needed a consistent point guard to be on that team to lead them to a championship. And that, unfortunately, didn't happen. They tried with Kemba, man. They really did try with Kemba. At the time, great move, but it just didn't work out with Kemba. Just didn't. With Kemba and all the injuries and with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, it just, it just didn't fit. And it sucks because that, that was a great roster with the Celtics. But we'll see what they do. Kemba Walker, I would imagine, might be on his way out. And we'll see what the team can do next year with a brand-new coach. But for now, they are eliminated from 2021 season. Next up here, we got the Utah Jazz versus the Memphis Grizzlies and. You thought the Grizzlies men were going to pull us in the series, and it's kind of been the opposite here. What do the Grizzlies need to do if they want to still win the series and win three straight? Well, you know, everyone's got to step up, man. And especially, it's not just Ja. I mean, Dylan Brooks has been playing out of his mind as well. But, you know, I don't think they're just a match for them, man, at this point. You know, I've watched them play. I watched, I think, game three very closely. And they were down by, I think, 15 against the Jazz. And they came back due to Dylan Brooks. But then they just can't hold the lead, man. So I think honestly the Jazz just I think they've got the momentum now and this is gonna get this is gonna get scary. As much as I hate on the Jazz in the postseason, they look pretty good, man. Yeah, they're kinda getting that momentum, you know. After losing game one, they were all pissed. They got back their best player in Donovan Mitchell. Now they're on a roll. They won three straight. They're looking to close it out and they're looking to move on to the next round. This Jazz team is good. They are a one seed for a reason. Many people are disrespecting them. You know, is there any chance the Jazz do make the NBA Finals? Uh, I, I think it's too early to tell. But, you know, I'm really liking what I'm seeing in this Grizzly series. Um, everyone's stepping up, and that's important for, you know, a playoff team. Everyone that, you know, has a role is playing the role exactly the way they should be. And everyone's contributing to the team, and that's important. And I think that this could lead to maybe a championship run. 
it would be very crazy if the Jazz do, you know, make the NBA Finals. Many people are counting them out after the first round. No one thinks they're going to make it even past the second round. So if they can put on a little run, props to the Utah Jazz. I know I'll be rooting for them. I do like Donovan Mitchell. So we'll see what the Jazz can do. But I do think they close out the Grizzlies, win in five, and just move on and have some rest. Because the next series is the biggest one that I told you the Los Angeles Clippers were going to come back and win game three and game four and then go back home for game five. That series is 2-2. Are you still confident in the Dallas Mavericks taking the series? Okay. I know I said, you know, Dallas is going to, like, really just take this over. But you know what? You were right. Okay, I'll, I'll admit it. But I still think that Dallas has got a lot left in the tank, man. And I think they're learning from these last two games that, you know, everyone's got to step up. And I said this to you before. I said it can't just be Luka. You know, Chris Stapps has to have a good game. Tim Hardaway has to have a good game. And all the role players have to have a good game. And, I, you know, against the Clippers team that's dangerous. And now we're seeing, you know, playoff P for real this time. Um, it's kind of scary for the Mavs. But I think the Mavs, you know, maybe force a game seven. And I don't know. I This is a toss-up for me now. It could be it could be Clippers, but you know I'm rooting for the Mavs, so I'm gonna go Mavs. The Clippers they really adjusted on defense. They really have done a great job. Tyron Lue, props to him. And this is goes back to what happened in the NBA Finals with the Cleveland Cavaliers when he was the coach there. They were down three to one. Do you remember that series? Down three to I do. one. Yep. Tyron Lue changed the whole defense, whole defense for the for the remainder of the series after four games. Changed it all. He is a great coach like that. He can change the defense really quick, see what's wrong, and fix it. That's what he did in this series. Do you see the past two games, how well they've stopped Tim Hardaway Jr. and Christos Porzingis? If you, if you look at game two, Hardaway at 29, Porzingis, I believe, almost 20, Luca, you know, almost 40. Now you're seeing them limit Tim Hardaway Jr., limiting Christos Porzingis. Yeah, Luca's going to have his shot. He's going to have 35-40 every night. That's the type of player he is. But it's up to the role players, as you mentioned, to step up. And the Clippers are doing a great job at stopping that. They really are. And I'm, I told you, Clippers are going to gain momentum. They're going to win the next two games. They're going to close out the Mavs. They're going to move on and march all the way to the NBA Finals. I told you. And it's folding right into form. And this will, I still believe the Clippers are going to be in the NBA Finals this year. Moving on, first round, past the Dallas Mavericks. Next up in Almost as an interesting series as the Clippers and Mavs. We got Nuggets versus Blazers. What a game last night, Kostas, right? What a game. It's just, it was crazy. Damian Lillard, man. What he, the show that he put on last night, 55 points, 10 assists, 12 of 17 from three. He actually broke the playoff record for most threes in a game, previously held by Clay Thompson. Man. What a series. What a game. Nuggets were able to come on top. Do you think this game goes to seven and who wins? Oh, 100%. This this series will for sure go to seven, man. The amount of intensity going on in the series right now is is awesome. And it's just great to see. You know, I mean, just Damian Lillard hitting like, I think he hit, what, three threes in 60 seconds to yeah. send it to the second OT? Like, that's just crazy. 55 points. Nikola Jokic pretty much triple-double. You know, this is great, man. Um yeah, this goes to seven, and I think, honestly, the Nuggets look good, but Portland also looks good. I want Dame to win, so I'm going to go Blazers here. I also want the Blazers to win, but I just don't think they will. I think Jokic, man, too good. The addition of Aaron Gordon helped for sure. And Michael Porter Jr., man, 26 points last night. 
he's really stepping into a nice role with the Nuggets and, you know, kind of solidifying why he should have been a top five pick a couple of years ago, just that back injury. But kind of playing his own now, he was in the conversation for most improved. And I like the Nuggets, man. I like them to come out of the series in seven, though. I think the Blazers go back home, play a great game. Lillard has a monster performance yet again. And they do force it to seven games. But I like the Nuggets coming out of the series. What do you think the Blazers have to do, man, if they do, if they are a first-round bounce once again, man? It's, it's kind of disappointing for Lillard, who is, you know, a top-seven, top-eight player in the league. Yeah, 100%. Um, in order for them to win, really, they just need to have Norman Powell step up. He stepped up in, I think, I believe it was game three or game two. And, you know, they pretty much, you know, annihilated the Nuggets. And it's just all like that. And C.J. McCollum, too, man, he's been very quiet. You know, he's not that star player we knew a couple of years ago. I mean, he's still pretty good. Just needs to step up, man. They have a great team. They have enough to, you know, get past the Nuggets for sure. And if they lose, well, then I think the Blazers need to think, you know, going elsewhere or find a trade. But honestly, you know, Dame won't leave. He's too loyal. But the question is, does no one want to play with Damian Lillard? Because it's kind of like no one wants to go to Portland. Like any of these superstars or any of these, like, decent players want to go to Portland and play with Lillard. Why? Well, that's the thing. I mean, I feel like the Blazers have tried. I mean, obviously, when LaMarcus Aldridge left, uh, you know, there was a big separation, a big gap that needed to be filled, and, you know, it just didn't happen. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying, though. I think that they would have to go elsewhere and try to trade Dame because, you know, they need another formula. Yeah, but you know that they're not going to trade Dame. Dame's too valuable to that franchise. It's hard mm-hmm. because... Yeah, it's it's hard because you look at the Blazers, man. Lillard, 17 for 24. I mean, we know we had 55 points. But you look at the two players you mentioned, CJ McCollum and Norman Powell. Norman Powell, they both played 51 minutes. Norman Powell shot 5 for 14 from the field, only 13 points. CJ McCollum, also 51 minutes, shot 7 for 22 and 18 points. You need someone else to step up. You're playing – they played two overtimes. Four, they played six quarters, basically – two overtimes and in four regular quarters, Lillard was the only person to score over 20 points. You can't have that happen. Somebody else has to step up, and it has to be CJ McCollum. Last game wasn't it. Game six has to step up. We'll see if what the series comes down to. Blazers do win six, but I think the Nuggets do close it out at home in game seven. And our final one here, Phoenix Suns have bounced back nicely from going down two to one. They now lead the series 3-2. to two. No Anthony Davis last night. The Suns really rolled. Do the Suns take care of business in game six? 100%, man. This is awesome. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure Phoenix is hyped right now. And, you know, they're proving it, man. You know, Chris Paul got hurt. You know, they looked down. They looked like the Lakers were really just going to take care of them, finish them off after a great year. But you know what? They stepped up again. You know, they took the lead again in the series. One more game to close, you know, the the Anthony Disney. We're, we're going to call him A Disney, man, because <laughs> he seems like he only stepped up in uh, in the bubble out there in uh, in Disney World uh, last year. But, you know, without Anthony Davis, it's, it's a big problem for the Lakers. And, you know, LeBron really can't carry the load like that when you have, you know, your point guard going 0 for 9. Soon, yeah. You know you know what I'm saying? It's just LeBron needs some help, too. And the Suns took care of that, man. They took advantage of no AD, and uh, look where they are now. You know what all the all LeBron fans are going to say, right? Oh, we didn't have Anthony Davis. That's the only reason why right. the Suns won. But you know that, right? Yeah, 100%. I, I'm a big fan of LeBron, but, you know, I just got to say, like, it, it's tough luck, man. It's tough luck. The Lakers 
didn't have, you know, the season, you know, ending playoff rank that they wanted. The season wasn't going as they wanted. I just think that the roster they had this year is just not, you know, as capable of doing what, you know, was going on last year in the bubble. And I think a lot of people are going to disagree with me with that. But like I said, man, like LeBron can't do it all by himself. And 0 for 9 from the field for Dennis Schroeder, that's just not going to cut it. Nah, you need your point guard to at least, you know, make some field goals for you. But it's weird because this Lakers team is, is such a better team from last year, wouldn't you say? Uh, I, I would say so in terms of on pen and paper. But what they've done this year has just not been, you know, the best. Yeah, it's just this team is definitely different. I know you can say LeBron and AD were hurt. But besides that, they the team is just different. And it's very interesting to me. You went out and you got Montrez Harold. He doesn't even play for you. I, I'm confused with that. Montrez Harold was in the conversation for sixth man of the year last year. He was playing great last year for the Clippers. He comes to the Lakers and in the playoffs, he has a reduced role. And it's just, I don't know what the Lakers are doing. This is just not the Lakers year this year. I still think the Lakers move past the Suns, though. I still do. I think no, Anthony Davis, no I still think Anthony Davis comes back here in game six. There is no way Anthony Davis does not get in that court and play. I'm telling you, there's no way. So about the fact. I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure I said in the earlier podcast, I said Suns in six, and I think that's going to happen. Yeah, you did say Suns in six. I said Lakers in six. Well, that obviously cannot happen, but I think the Lakers still move past. We got LeBron James. We mentioned LeBron James. He can do anything. And I think there's a chance Lakers still got this series. Anthony Davis, I expect, will be back for game six and game seven when they win. And they'll move on. And I think then it's going to be tough for them to move on past the Nuggets or the Blazers in that case. But I got the Lakers here in this series. Defeating your Phoenix Suns, who you said need one more piece to be an NBA champion. So this will end our 51st episode here today. Hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at flyinginsports underscore podcast, especially for details on our next episode. Check back next week where we continue to talk about the sports world. We're flying in sports and we'll catch you on the next flight.